what are your thoughts when you hear his name or listen to his music? Uh, when I hear his name, um, a certain amount of jealousy. And when I hear his music, a lot of joy. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what do I do? You know, I, I, talking about John Williams, he, there is probably, there probably has not been another artist in any medium whose abilities and facilities with so many different areas of, of, of the medium have been covered by anybody. I mean, you can look at Shakespeare, you can look at um, uh, Milton, you can look at, at um, oh, Picasso. None, nobody has been able to has been able to 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 use the the elements of so many different styles of music and I'm not talking just about you know in his film scores mm -hmm. but as you probably know he's he's written a number of of uh, concert works concertos for bassoon and flute and and and, and trumpet and and uh, he, he is a terrific jazz pianist and a terrific concert pianist and I guess you know, people, people, I'm, I'm going way beyond answering your question, by the way, so just bear with me. Um, people put him in, 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 uh, in the same kind of echelon as Leonard Bernstein, Aaron Copeland, which are normal, which are natural, um, uh, natural uh, ident identifications to make with John Williams. Mm -hmm. But he's different from, from either of those two in that in that he, he has had so many so many different kinds of careers you know um, he started from writing music for TV he no he didn't even before he was writing music for TV he, he, he was uh, a jazz pianist and 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 and, uh, um, and and he just you know has done so many different kinds of things that, that, that it's very difficult when somebody Somebody asked me, well, what is your favorite score of his? Mm -hmm. That is so hard to nail down because one of the things that's, that's unique about John Williams, um, he is a symphonist. Mm -hmm. And there are very few symphonists these days writing music for film. Um, and 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 meaning that first of all he doesn't work with a computer he sits down at a piano with a score page and starts writing the score in pencil and and um and he starts from a, a symphonic intellect that hardly anybody that i can think of uh, who's working in film scoring has, which is not to denigrate anybody, by the way. I'm, I'm sure you understand that. Mm -hmm. it, it's just that 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 um, he he has such a uh, a deep connection to the symphonic masters, not just of the 20th century, for sure. But you know, going back into the neo-romanticism neo of the 19th century, and and because anybody who scores film 
or at least it used to be that anybody who scored film um, had to have a working knowledge of 250 years of composition because you never know when you're going to have to write a score that 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 that, um, uh, that might emerge from the 17th century or the 19th century or 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 where the 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 film suggests music that is sort of Stravinsky-ish. So you have to have a, a, a working a working knowledge and, and, a, uh, and an ability to, to apply that knowledge to what you do. Now, you wanted to ask me another question because I can go on <laughs> with this for, for another three hours, but ask me another question and, and let me, let me um, uh, continue that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, does he inspire you in your own work? No. No. Okay. No. 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 no, no. I, first of all, um, I, I, and I don't, I don't say this with any badge of honor. Mm -hmm. I, I am a maverick as a composer. I never studied composition, and I'm not a pianist, so I don't know how to play my music. Um, I, 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 I never studied orchestration. I kind of acquired on the job. Um, I, I acquired my knowledge on the job, meaning I played in orchestras. So I, so I was, I would find myself in the midst of a Stravinsky piece, in the midst of Bartok, in the midst of Prokofiev, and 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 that music permeated my sensibilities, whatever it was. And, and um, to, to say that one, emu first of all, to say that one emulates John Williams is very difficult because as I said, which John Williams are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, um, if there's anything that I aspire to in my music, which does, which, which, which is, the most important earmark to me of John Williams' music is this. He understands the personalities of music, the individual personality of a score um, in, 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 within the personality of a given film. In, in other words, you know, he, he doesn't, when you see, yes, yeah, take one of the films, Star Wars or, or Harry Potter. Um, he has found the key to the personality of the story and the characters. Unlike, and again, this is going to sound like 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 denigration, and and if it, and, and if anybody who hears this, uh, you know. Um, points the, the Malocchio at me for saying this, I can't help it, but um, he, he, he does find the personality in the music. Now, what has happened in film scoring, and this is a generalization, so anybody out there, please hear me, this is a generalization. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the nature of filmmaking over the past 10, 15 years, which has become so sort of pop action oriented, 
and 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 so many of the films these days seem to be made for people who have ADD because they're so fast and they're cutting and 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 because of that and the advent of the computer and the 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 the, the multitude of computer samples and computer sounds the composer has at his or her fingertips any number of shortcuts of quick cuts um, so that you will hear for example there's been a whole a whole swath of films over the past I'd say oh five six years that have somehow or other fallen into what is what is loosely known as minimalist music a repeated a repeated uh, figure over and over and over and with with orchestration okay this is obviously one way to score a contemporary film where the music is, is isn't so much um, um, uh, unearthing the the personality of the film, the personality of the characters, the personality of the script, but what it's doing is providing a a a rhythmic template for the film. And again, I'm going to repeat generality. Mm -hmm. But the reason for me that it's a generality is because I've I've seen it uh, replicated so many times over the past five six years. Um, John Williams, it's interesting. He has written. And I, I want to see if I can remember. Um, he, he was into sort of a minimalist, um, a minimalist composition, some years ago. Not trying to be minim minimalist in, in a film called *The Accidental Tourist*, which has a wonderful sort of minimalistic bent to it. Um, and when there is a difference between sitting down at a computer and finding um, sequences and rhythmic sequences and drum sequences and, and scoring a film and what John Williams does. Because I've been in John Williams' room at, 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 at 20th Century Fox and I've, you know, watched him for, for a few minutes and what he does is what composers did up until about you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago when the computer became so prominent in the production of music. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, am I being, am I, is it clear to you what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say about this? I'm, I'm trying to not condemn film scoring today because that's not the point. I mean, just to, because to do Film scoring to begin with is a very difficult job, and it's very difficult to do it well. Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's a difference between what almost all of the film composers are doing now and what John Williams does, which is why, which is why you look at the 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 um, uh, should I put it the melange of films that he has done with completely different personalities um, and, 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 and none of which can be accomplished 
by a computer, by computer sequences. You have to be somebody who is versed, who is 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 um, immersed in the music that has that has gone before. You know, I mean, I'm looking for example. Um, when you consider like the Indiana Jones movies, and then you consider Jaws, which couldn't be more unalike, un, 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 unalike in style, and they tell two different stories, and they tell the stories um, completely. You know, they tell the stories completely, and in music, and then you and then you look at one of my favorite scores of his, which maybe was going to be a question you were going to ask me, which is the Witches of Eastwick. Um, it is my favorite score of John Williams because the, the materials that he uses for that for that range from Stravinsky to Prokofiev to oh God knows what you know and and uh, um, ask me a question. <laughs> okay. Um, and besides of Richard of Eastwick, um, do you have yeah other favorite scores? So perhaps yeah, I suppose top so. five. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, for different reasons, though, like the score for for uh, Schindler's List was obviously was a beautiful, a beautiful theme, and that's another thing. He's a melodist. Mm -hmm. He's a melodist, and and that is also rare. It, 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 somebody who can weave, weave, a theme. And then continue to weave it through a film. Um, if there's anything that 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 that, uh, that I feel I share with John Williams is that um, it's a melodic vision that 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 that, that a melody, that a theme, which which. Just which which is the the personality of a score and the personality of the film that the theme becomes very important and and um, I just you know there there I have not heard too many themes over the past ten years you know I, and it's not because composers don't aren't capable of writing themes I think the demands of film scoring for the most part have been such that the the the, the The demands, what is what is asked for in film scoring, I think, is less create. I don't want to say less creative, less purely musical and more functional, and and which suits the use of the computer perfectly, you know, because you 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 can turn out a functional score um, in a couple of days. If that's if that's what you're doing, and unfortunately, um, there are very few. Maybe that maybe the nature of the films of, does not afford um, the creation of a theme which carries the film, as did you know in Schindler's List, for example, uh, or Superman, and uh, uh, um, Saving Private Ryan was another one that 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 that. that Where the theme becomes a the personality of the film, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other. Oh, I, 
there's an, another score of his that's one of my favorites. It's a very early score uh, for a Western. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was called The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think it was The Cowboys. Um, uh, I'm just checking to see. Well, there was two. There was a film called The Reavers with Stephen Queen. And the, I think it was The Cowboys. It's a wonderful, wonderful Western score. Unique. Um, and, and uh, um, you know, once, once rock started permutating film, film scores, it became, rock became a perfect um, adjunct to the computer because of the, the repetitive nature of the, of the rock, you know, rock rhythms. And I know I'm, I'm getting off to, to a side issue, but, but um, once that happened, you, you, the mechanical side of film scoring became more and more important. And, and, and the kind of music that you hear when you listen to a Franz Waxman score, for example, or a Bernard Herrmann score, where they perceived the personality of the film and translated it into a musical landscape. You know, that doesn't happen very much anymore. It doesn't happen very much anymore. Yeah. Um, what is your, uh, what are your favorite movies with his music? With his music? Oh, mm -hmm. oh that's, that's a good question. Um, Close Encounters, for sure. Um, let me think. Um, I suppose Jaws. Uh, uh, gosh. I'm trying to think now. Um, oh, Superman. He also wrote a wonderful, creepy romantic score for Dracula. Um, but I think my favorite film that had his music is, is probably Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Which is, it, it, it's just one of my favorite films, period. And yeah, if you think um, all about the picture scored by John Williams, which scene with music by him stayed with you long after you left the theater? Some more than others. Mm -hmm. Some more than others. I mean, I mean, th there were a couple of films, and I don't think it was. I don't think it was John. I don't. I don't think it was John who who, who kind of took a wrong turn because. Of, but there was one of the the um, uh, um, Indiana Jones films where it was such. It was so. Um, 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 it was just so much music swath throughout the film it never stopped and it almost sounded i may be wrong but it, it almost sounded like it was a music editor that made choices rather than john williams because john williams is very crafty and 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 um very elegant in where he chooses to put music you know so there i think there were a couple of films where i just felt that the music was was just sort of um, slathered in, you know, 
-hmm. And I would I would prefer to believe that that was not necessarily John, but uh, a decision by you know a music editor or director or whatnot, you know. Um, but uh, so what I think what I was saying is that is that in, in terms of coming away from a film and the score staying with me. Um, certainly is true of, 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 uh, of Close Encounters, very much so with, with The Witches of Eastwood, which I think is just a fabulous score. Mm -hmm. um, I was very lucky. We, we, uh, uh, I conducted a concert for Halloween this, uh, this past Halloween mm -hmm. um, at, at, the, at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, and we closed the concert with the uh, the, the witches dance from from um, witches of Eastwood, wow. and it's such a wonderful piece, and the orchestra so loves it, you know, and and it was a great great joy to conduct the piece. Um, and have you a favorite um, theme? Excuse me. Um, have you a favorite theme uh, from from this music? So. Oh, oh, oh I thought you. I, I've been here. A famous theme. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Oh boy. Well, the ones that jump to mind are the, the flying scene from, uh, from mm -hmm. Super, the first Superman, which was a delight. Um, oh, gosh. This is a cop-out, but there are just so many. You know, there are just so many. Mm -hmm. as I, and, and, you know, as I said, um, he, he, as a creator, nobody in any medium has done as much has done such a, 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 a kaleidoscope of projects. So it's so hard for me to, to you know, for example, he had a lovely theme in Seven Years in Tibet. Mm -hmm. Oh, Amistad, Amistad mm. was also lovely. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it was a whole other um, canvas. And he just has, had so many can, wonderful canvases and and um, for almost all of them, he has handled them, handled them with equal facility and 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 and, and brilliance and uh, charm. You know, so it's very hard to to for me to step back and think. You know, when was I especially moved? Mm -hmm. I mean, and the other thing, the other thing about about John Williams. You know, a lot of a lot of people, or some people, say, "Well, you know, John Williams, he just he just copies uh, uh, Sibelius, or he copies Wagner, or he copies this." Mm -hmm. Well, every composer from Orlando de Lassus in the 15th, 15th century on has copied somebody. Mm -hmm. That's not that that's not ha, ha, because you know there were only. 12 notes in the mm -hmm. scale. So, so, you know, so, but to, so to say, well, oh gosh, all he does is he just says, um, um, uh, oh, copies Vaughan Williams or he copies it. That's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. You know, because by now, any composer has, as I said earlier, you have it, you have at your fingertips two, three hundred years of musical input, which becomes part of your kit bag, you know? 
and, and which is fine. That's that's what composition is. Um, do you know the music from the time when he was still called Johnny Williams? So his early oh yes 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 yeah. He, in fact, he was called what was it? The funny thing. Uh, he was something like Johnny Loves Williams or something like that. But he was when he was playing piano. Um, I'm trying to remember. He had a funny, funny name that was that 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 that, that was that he was tagged with, you know, and and uh, um, I only go so far back in my knowledge of his music. Like for example, I'm sure that when I was in my teens and twenties, I probably heard a lot of television scores mm -hmm. that were John Williams, you know. Um, but wasn't really aware at the time. I would not. I, I wouldn't have, you know, watched the the, the credits to see who who composed it. Um, so, um, I mean, I would love one day, and I'm sure you, 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 they can be found. But I'd love one day to hear some of his early television scores, just to sort of get a. Uh, a chronological span, you know, with his music, uh, and I, I have heard him play jazz piano, and you know he had a, a pretty big jazz piano uh, career in his life, and 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 and, and just as a pianist, he he studied at the Juilliard School with one of the most famous piano teachers of all time, Rosina Levine. Um, um, I'm trying to remember the first time I was aware of a John Williams score. I think it was for the film called The Reavers, which was a Western. Um, oh, and it's interesting that, that I've read a couple of reviews of War Horse, where people said, oh, no, this is, it doesn't, it's such an old-fashioned score. It's such a, uh, <clears throat> there's nothing, I, I, somebody said it's not really a very fresh, mm -hmm. fresh score. Um, well, for anybody to say that, for anybody to, 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 to believe that they are the, the aficionado as to what is fresh in music and what is not fresh, I find that, I find that, um, incorrigible. I mean, I know the score is not a big score. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge, it's a very simple and very heartfelt score. And he did his job. The, the job was not, was not to, to astound people with the music. His job was to, was to find the personality of the film and help tell this wonderful story. So, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a score the size of, of Close Encounters or, or anything else, but it should it it it, 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 it wasn't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a very delicate personal score, which it was, you know, and and good for him, because he found the core, and is not trying to, never tries to engage the THX speakers in a theater, simply. For their own use, he doesn't try to 
slam the audience against their seat with the, with the, with the noise of the sound of the music. He's too much of an artist for that. He portrays the characters. He portrays the personality of the film. And that is what is so wonderful about him. Yeah, Warhol starts um, next week uh, here in Germany, and I'm looking very forward because, yeah, I love John Williams and this, yeah, and I love well, horses. Well, <laughs> I, I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see. Now, now I probably, I probably kind of um, pushed you. I, I hope I haven't pushed you in a certain direction when you see the film because I like the score. I think it's a wonderful score. But I'll be interested to see what you, any of your colleagues, think about it. Um, because it's, it's, let me put it this way, it's not, it's not as, it's not flashy in any way, um, but it is so wonderfully woven and does what it, what it's supposed to do, you know. I'm looking forward to next week um, and I hope I can see it soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And have you ever met him? Oh yeah, yes. We have, we have chatted socially several times. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and and I'm very close with his brother Don, who is a, a studio percussionist, great percussionist and timpanist in Los Angeles. And and Don played percussion and timpani for just about every one of my film and television productions. Um, and 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 um, the last time I chatted with John Williams was at a jazz concert, and we got into a discussion about source music. You you know what 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 I mean when I when I say source music? Um, I think it's the music in the background of a movie, uh, yeah, it, in the radio it, or it, TV. Exactly, it's the music that comes from 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 a source other than the dramatic flow of the film itself. It could be a radio, it could be a TV, uh, uh, that kind of thing. And we got into it. I don't know how we got into this discussion. And I said, boy, it would be interesting for somebody to compile an anthology of Hollywood source music. So can you imagine? And he looked at me with a with a, with a with a with a impious smile, and he said, "You do it." <laughs> well, well, he's he's a delightful man. He's a very private man, mm -hmm. um, uh, but 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 a very sweet man, and incredibly knowledgeable, and um, I, I wish I knew him better. But you know. That, that's that's the swirl of life, um, but I, I I have enormous admiration for him, both in his integrity to composition, because he is he he has an incredible integrity to each project he does. Nothing nothing is 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 is. Um, is given short shrift. Nothing is just sort of, you know, uh, what's the expression? Uh, um, uh, nothing is just sort of smeared on. He has incredible integrity, and I admire that. Um, I admire 
the fact that he is um, pretty much a Luddite when it comes to, to computers. I'm sure he can use them, and I know he has had occasion to use computer sounds in some films, but the man composes music the way music was composed for centuries, and I admire that. I admire his, his, his understanding, as I said, of the personality of the film. And uh, he's just, uh, he's a giant, you know, he's a giant. Mm -hmm. and, and, and anybody who ever says, oh God, he's just copying Rachmaninoff, or copying this, or copying that, uh, tell them that Arthur B. Rubenstein has just, has just smacked their face for them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially I heard, uh, heard some critics about Hook that it's uh, to copy, um, what is this, uh, some fire, firebirds, uh, no, um, Firebird? no, uh, Genau, Swarinsky, yes. <laughs> um, so, you, you know, I didn't see Hook, mainly because I heard it was a terrible film, I didn't see it. And again, I don't care what, how, I don't care whether or not people are able to sit there and identify a composer that John Williams has copied. Mm -hmm. He's not copying anything. He's utilizing, he's utilizing the elements of his ability that include, as I said, music from the past 200 years. And, and anybody who, 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 who thinks it's even important to make that kind of comment, you know, I just, I, I find that, that useless mm -hmm. as, a, as a point of discussion. It's useless, you know, and, and uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else more specific I want to say. Oh, I seem to recall he wrote a wonderful film for the Missouri Breaks, which is a western film, with Marlon Brando and uh, I think Jack Nicholson. Um, and what's amazing, you know, he 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 is equal equally comfortable in 19th century romanticism, 20th century. Um, harmonies and, and rhythms, 12-tone music. He has some wonderful 12-tone. And, 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 and if you ask me where, which specific film, I'll, I'll draw a bit of a blind. Because I, I haven't done my homework before. So, but, but, but he just, you know, he, he just, his palette has no, no, seems to have no limits to it. I'm sure one day, I'm sure one day, I would, I'm, I'm sure that, that, that it, he, he, that he must have a secret desire one day to, 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 to be uh, engaged for a film where he needs to use just a string quartet. And I'm sure it would be a fabulous string quartet music, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and um, this year is the 40th anniversary of the collaboration between Steven Spielberg and John Williams too. Yep. Um, a collaboration between a director and a composer that lasts already 40 years is very unique in fast-moving Hollywood, I think. Oh, God, it is so unique. Um, 
Yeah, Show please tell us your thoughts about this unacceptable. Well, well, what 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 is important about that is it's, re, it's actually a very very good question. Mm-hmm. What happens when you have and I have one I have had one relationship not not that fast, mm-hmm. but one relationship with the director uh, who was John Batham, and and what happens is that the director and the composer they they begin to mature together and they're 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 they 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 grow together and and um which is a wonderful thing i mean uh and i'm sure steven spielberg would would, would say this that 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 they have learned from each other and that's a wonderful thing um uh, I know that, that that Steven Spielberg would say, "I have learned element. I, I have learned important lessons in filmmaking from working with John Williams." Um, and and that is the wonderful thing about such an extended collaboration. I mean, I mean, I'm sure. By the way, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that by now, Steven Spielberg, when he's making a film. That he probably, he probably is thinking. Well, I know what Johnny's going to do, and I'm going to. Now, I don't know that this is for sure, but I would, I would wager, that there are times when Steven Spielberg making a film will say, "You know what? I think John is going to do something wonderful here. I'm going to extend this shot another 15 seconds," which means that the director. Is being guided by what he knows, what he understands the music can do, which is a terrific thing. And I can't imagine so long time because, I, yeah, I'm so young. I know the movies from Steven Spielberg since whew, my first was E.T. 1988. Yeah. I was five years old. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and. Yeah, since then I love the movies and the music. It's wow, forty years is so. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't realize it was actually forty years. But my God, mm-hmm. that, that that is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It is extraordinary, and, um, uh, and it, you know, it's 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 to Steven Spielberg's credit that he recognized and recognizes. Um, how much a part of his filmmaking, the extent to which his filmmaking is embraced and enhanced by what John Williams does. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, you know, a, 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 there's nothing more that a composer, composer can ask for. I mean, as I said, I had that to a degree with John, with John Batten, where, 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 um, John would say, when we were working on a film, he'd say, I would play him something on the piano. And he'd say, well, I don't know, that's fine. I, I know it's going to be fine, you know, because I'll hear it with the orchestra. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's kind of a trust, you know, that, 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 that you are attending to the needs of the film. And for him, to hear note by note what you're doing is not important, which has changed, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
because now nowadays because of computers there is a micromanagement of film scoring not with everybody but with most people there's a micromanagement because producers and directors can hear a version a a polaroid of the music and can sit and say well you know if you use that sequence there uh, maybe you should use that other sequence in this and that other drum thing here and that, that and, and and of course all you do is you know pop your finger onto a key and it will change it mm -hmm. and you'll get anything and which sort of takes the mystery the wonderful mystery and, and excitement out of what film scoring used to be where nobody really knew what it was going to sound like until you got to the scoring stage and there was an orchestra there. Sometimes that had, <laughs> sometimes that, 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 that had disastrous results, but for mm -hmm. the most part, it, it, it was a moment where, 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 the, the, where the mystery of a composer and the mystery of the composer's abilities and the elements that a composer works with sitting alone in his studio for, for weeks and weeks and weeks that whole mystery is 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 is, is the mystery is uncovered mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful moment that doesn't happen anymore because the producers and directors are hearing the music in one form or another long before the final scoring and i'm not by the way i'm not even i'm not i'm, I'm not denigrating this it's it's, mm -hmm. it's it's neither good nor bad. It just is the way it is. Yeah. So as um, yeah, last question. Um, what would you wish him for birthday? John Williams. Mm -hmm. What an interesting question. Oh boy. What would I wish him for birthday? I would wish him. I have to think. I would wish him to have a pianist, a great pianist that he loves, come to his house and play his favorite piano theme that he wrote and have, and have play it for him. I guess, you know, that's so hard. That's such an interesting question. Um, because he has had such a the career has been so large. I think I would try to to imagine something very delicate and small and personal for a, a, a birthday present. I, I, I just, I suppose, you know what? I, I suppose the greatest present, if I were to send him a present, mm -hmm. I would send him a card that would just say thank you. Mm. Well, that would be, that would be, the best present I can imagine that I could send to John Williams. Mm. Just, just to thank him for who he is and what he's done. Great. Yeah, most of the time, the smallest things are the greatest. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was it for questions. And thank you very much, Arthur, that you joined in the show. Oh, I, it's my pleasure.